Hello listeners, welcome back for another episode of Take Your Shot. I am your host, JP, you know who I am with my co-host Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing today? B, we're gonna jump right into it. LeBron, once again, is searching, well, let's just say the Lakers are searching for another coach, but aka LeBron is searching for another head coach. Uh, Here we go with this narrative. Frank Vogel fired by the Lakers a few days ago, just after their po- their regular season finale. What what are your thoughts? This is it looks like the sixth coach that has been fired uh, since Le- you know LeBron James had four four coaches fired in Cleveland. Then he had Luke How Walton. Do, hold on, hold See, on. That's the thing. How does hold it on. always LeBron had them fired? It, you know, maybe not. If anything, the Lakers were just unprofessional in how they did it. I mean, you've seen the press conference. He didn't even know he was fired. They sent a, a, a presser out like while he was in the press conference. It's just a little suspicious. This only Like, happened. why? How does LeBron have control of that? Here's the thing. That's, that's the this, problem with everybody. This LeBron, only- see, when LeBron wins, right? <laughs> now, nah, we're going to get this narrative straight right here. Because when LeBron's winning, then it's like, oh, he's not Jordan. But then when he's losing, it's like... The media is still on his back, like he's just supposed to be no, able to carry no, somebody at thirty-seven. No. And then now is now he controls the whole team. Now he's no, the GM. We know he's like come on, he, man. We know he's LeBron GM. Like that's oh, his like second God. title. He's like GM player. <laughs> I don't see how he had anything to do. If anything, Frank Vogel just didn't do his job, man. Listen, I mean, listen. Wait a second. Like you, so you Frank built this Vogel, roster and no, get done. no, like, no. That's that's no, not on the No, Frank, like, Frank Vogel on, built this roster. That is lunacy. He's a part of it. I'm Frank, sure he's a part of it. Frank he's the head Vogel coach. was set up. Any head coach is a part of Frank, the process of getting players on the team. Frank, You're not telling Frank me. Vogel you can't tell me that, that coaches Frank aren't a part of that process, bro. Listen. Frank Vogel was on a runaway oh freight train God. that LeBron set him up on. Who brought in oh all the players? Who who cut the checks for Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony? He's not writing his name he, on a check. No, <laughs> no, no that's he not what's going he on. He don't sign that's the check. That's not what's going Listen, on, man. He, he don't sign the check, but guess what I he mean, does do? I mean, he pulls yeah, yeah. out that phone. He's the he, best player on the team. Of course, he's going to have some influence on who's on the some, roster. But I don't think some influence I don't is think he had anything to do with Frank Vogel getting fired. Some influence is understatement. How's the narrative back on LeBron? LeBron, and we're not talking about the unprofessionalism that the Lakers played in. The Lakers. We were just talking was, about the unprofessionalism that we've seen at Sac State, and now we've seen the Lakers doing. <laughs> I mean something, and there's no there's no backlash on that. Hold on. The unprofessionalism. Come on, man. The unprofessionalism is there, but LeBron does have a part to play no, in all he this. Doesn't because he has a say. Because then they released a report a day after saying. LeBron would be happy with Quinn Snyder and Mark Magic Jackson. Said, Magic said that. No. Like, come on, no, man. No, there are multiple reports when you oh search. There are multiple man. reports that LeBron. Just because he said, who, okay, so LeBron said he wanted to play with Steph Curry. That doesn't mean they're about to go no. and go trade for uh, Steph Curry. You know that ain't Come realistic. on, man. But if like, LeBron just because he put his opinion out there doesn't mean the Lakers have to go if, with it. If LeBron, they didn't have to. You think if LeBron says Mark decision. Jackson, they ain't hiring Mark Jackson? They don't have to. No, it's the Lakers. But they have the decision to hire no, they whoever don't. they feel is best for the job. No, they don't because they their do. franchise is they in do. shambles. And they LeBron, do. they already they know do. LeBron is leaving. <laughs> they know LeBron is leaving. So if they already know he's leaving, why wouldn't they do what's best for them? Because that's not how the Lakers do That doesn't do it. make sense. They just want championship. You're not, you're not, making, this, they, you're not making any sense. Listen, bottom line, 
Listen, Luke Walt deserved to be fired. The rest of them in Cleveland. Okay, actually, no. I will stick up for David Blatt because this is ridiculous. <laughs> how you get fired? I'm, I'm just wondering how you get fired after making it to the finals. Who did that? <laughs> Who, did that? Who did that? That is the Cavs. The Cavs? That's the Cavs. LeBron didn't they do didn't that? Make, they didn't LeBron make, they didn't, didn't, he didn't get the job Wait, done. Wait, why LeBron so happy when Ty Lue get hired? He didn't get the job done. And they hired Ty Lue, and what happened? They got the job done. Coincidentally, one time. They got the job done. Listen. Mark Jackson made the Warriors who they were. We still got Steve Kerr. He that got five make, chances. That, that's not he on Mark Jackson. He got five chances. Fault. I'm saying David Black came in and made it to the finals in his first year. Mark Jackson <laughs> built the Warriors to what they were supposed to be, and they still Listen, went out and fired All I know Steve is Kerr. that's not fair, bro. They no. bring in Frank Vogel. That's just which, the NBA which, works, Hold man. on. Hold on. Business. I will say. LeBron handpicked Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel led them to a championship. And they just Swear, who is Le- your source that LeBron, just said LeBron, LeBron picked these coaches? When, like, who told when you? When they were searching for coaches, every time the Lakers hired Just because coach, LeBron says he wants somebody doesn't mean the Lakers hey, have to abide happens? by that. Guess what they don't happen- have to abide by Guess that. what happens when LeBron says he wants someone? Just tell me what happens. I just- it doesn't always go how it's supposed to. Not every time. What do you I mean, mean, and if it does, that's it's because he's LeBron. Like, that's what, there you go. There you go. You admitted it. <laughs> if didn't. it does, because it's but LeBron. But I'm just saying, like, I don't think he had any part to play in the Frank Vogel thing. I mean, it happened, like, mid-game where, if I'm not mistaken, was it? I don't know if it was mid-game or press conference when it happened. But he didn't even know he was going to get fired, and it happened, like, in the middle of a press conference or in the middle of a game. <laughs> It has nothing to do LeBron with LeBron, did. bro. LeBron's He's not going to call in the middle of a game. And I think like, LeBron oh, yeah. did that. Just let, it, just let the pressure out. Just you go know, ahead and let everybody know that Frank Vogel's fired. Know, every no, he time have the power to I do that, feel bro. bad for all these people that have to deal with him and his diviness at age 30, 37. That man has opened up a school. He what is, demon <laughs> have you seen in that man? <laughs> he is, no, a diva. Oh, diva. Yeah, oh, like oh he's getting a little too diva at the end of his career. too diva? Uh, so what is Brady? Brady ain't a diva. Don't so, turn this into oh, a so he's not a diva. So LeBron's a diva, but Brady's not. No, no. So he announces. So he announced. No, listen, listen. No, let me get my point no. off before you just let me get my point off. So he announces his retirement, and then in the middle of Super Bowl weekend, where everybody's paying attention to the Super Bowl, he announces he's going to come back. We, How is that, that not a diva? Even, we're not even talking How about that. How is that not a diva? We're not even on that. Come All on right. now, man. Let, let's move to let's move to your boy again, Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. Now apparently he's back. He coming a, back. Apparently aiming to return in the first round of the playoffs against the Celtics in either game four, five, or six. I don't know what that means, but it's just a range of games. I guess seven is like <laughs> will he not playing game seven? Uh uh. So apparently he's aiming to return. Listen, last time we watched Ben Simmons play, it was ugly. Okay, um, I think that was that was last year's playoff series, right? Where it was pretty embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Where he shot fifteen he for did. forty-five in the second round. He did. Uh, that's from the free throw line against Atlanta. And no, 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 that was fifteen for forty-five. And then he shot 34.2% from the line for the 2021 playoffs overall. Yeah, that is correct. The worst free throw percentage in NBA playoff history with right. for a player with at least 70 attempts. And then the Hawks also held him under 10 points in four out of the seven games, uh, including, like, I think a five-point game at the end of the series. Right. That's... 
and I know you've been decrying the fact that he's supposed to make some big difference for the Nets like <laughs> a, a year later, but just it just explain to me actually what what is even this is once again. I mean, really, if I'm being honest, I don't think the Nets need him, but I mean, it would be nicer for them to have him. I mean, Why? last time he's on he the hasn't court, even proved he could play the basketball play, in the playoffs. I mean, he's averaging 14 points in his career. Eight to eight rebounds and seven assists. I mean, that's pretty cool. And then on the defensive side, which they need, what they've shown that they've they're okay on defense, but they could be a lot better. And I feel like he would be a great defensive presence, especially when you got when you could have somebody on Tatum or Brown. But I mean, that's that's the only thing I think he would add to him. I don't think he's like necessarily like a ultimate game changer. But I think because I think Kyrie and KD would be able to hold their own against Celtics. But um, no, they can't. That's a different discussion. I mean, we'll but, get to that in a minute. Um, I think it would be nice though, a nice addition if he's healthy. I mean, we never know it, Ben. I mean, is he healthy? Like, is does he have a back injury? We don't know. But if he does That's play, if he does play, I mean, you're not expecting him to go out there and score. That's what you got, Katie and Kyrie for. So, I well, mean, he still be a body on defense. Well, I right? heard he's on. He'll be on a. 10 minutes a game minute restriction even if he does come back i don't see how that that's what i'm saying i don't really see him being like a super major impact but i think it would be helpful if he is out there on the court you can't argue that he wouldn't be helpful but what do you but what do you even expect from once again a guy that i know the averages look good but i'm saying most recently when he played that was his performance. And he a had year, a bad. He had a bad night. But I mean, he don't he's even not, practice. He's not an offensive he don't player, even, though. He bro. don't even practice. Really, all you're expecting him to do is go out there and be a body on defense, man. That's all you expect. And but he don't even knows. practice. He just walk right. out on the court. That's what I'm saying. I'm not expecting him to be like the reason so they why win. Are you say, but I think you he will be an impact the, if he's on the floor. I mean, he's going to impact the game, bro. Jalen Brown's going to put him on a poster. On a poster. Go ahead and put him out there, bro. That. How's that crazy? Jalen Brown put <laughs> LeBron on a poster. <laughs> I don't know, man. You stop it. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is Brooklyn beats the Celtics in six. Going to get y'all out of there. No. I'm, six. I'm so sorry. So, okay. The duo, JB, JT. So, we got the Jays on the Celtics against KD and Kyrie. You know, I and you I saw that duo. I did see the stats today that <laughs> together each each duo both average forty eight points a game. Right. So that means it's it's even. So I'm telling. Let's see, but you're looking at stats. Okay, but who? Okay. So what kind of series do you expect from both of the the duos, and how do you how do you expect it to play out? Because I'm just saying. The the Nets need their duo more than the Celtics need theirs. I mean, y'all better pray Robert Williams come back, which I seen reports. I think he, he's, I think if I'm not mistaken, he's trying to. But y'all better hope y'all get him back. But honestly, the way I don't know if you've been watching the Nets, but I, I mean, have. it's more than just KD and Kyrie. You got Seth out there too, who can give a bucket when he needs to, hit a three when he needs to. And I mean, KD and Kyrie, I just feel like they're the better duo. They got more finesse, in my opinion, with Kyrie. He can do everything. We know that. And KD can shoot over anybody, and I just I don't know when it comes to the Celtics, man. Y'all y'all just y'all just haven't got the job done. When it count, we we've literally I don't know what grave you've been in for the past two months. Oh, plus, we're talking about the regular season, though. No, no, we're talking, we're talking about, about basketball. Season. That's what we're talking regular about. Regular season, basketball. 
I don't know what what kind of rock you've been under, but apparently the Celtics have done nothing to impress you other than have <laughs> one of the best turnarounds midseason in NBA history. It's the regular season, man. It's the same way I feel about but Memphis. Remember, remember that word, that key word when you enter in the playoffs, momentum. That's the key word. Whoever has the momentum going in usually wins. That's true of all sports. It don't matter if you got the best constructed team. The momentum sometimes carries you. That's true. That's why we have upsets all the time, man. It's upsets. Exactly. And that's why the Nets are about to upset y'all in the 17. Hold on. They they favored. They've been on a roll. You've been talking about momentum. I mean, ever since Kyrie been back, they've been on a roll. Ever since he's been able to play home games. So, I mean, I don't know. Y'all got to show me different. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a cakewalk for him. We're gonna I'm show not you gonna different. say I'm not gonna we say beat him it's in gonna six. be an easy win for the Nets, but I don't see you guys winning. We and beat him. We so we beat him in six. Um, put a case of Gatorade on it. Th- why? Oh, so you're not confident enough to put a case of Gatorade on it? Well, we <laughs> let me get. Come on, game, we live. Let me get through game one. <laughs> Oh, now we gotta wait till game one. So uh, y'all see that? Y'all hear that, folks? He a little scared over there. KD and Kyrie got him shaking in his boots a little bit. You know, it's you all right what? though. I understand. You know what? I will put a case of Gatorade. That's on what it. I like to hear. We got a case of Gatorade, the second one of the season this time on the Nets Celtics series. All right, they gonna so, think I'm Sean McVay the way that Gatorade get poured on me oh, at the end. Stop it. So we also have. Okay, so we had the playing game, though, on Tuesday in between our last episode. Uh, obviously, we know Brooklyn won theirs. Everybody knew that. That's uh, That was a given. But <laughs> the, the Clippers. Hey, man, don't play the Cavs like that. They've been looking good this year. The Clippers managed to choke away the game to Minnesota and are now facing what looks like elimination after Paul George tested positive for COVID and is out tonight for their second playing game. So that means um, Minnesota got to advance to play the Grizzlies in the first round. What do you expect from that series? Because I know you've been talking Uh, in the newsroom all week about how this is going to be a tough series for Ja. Yeah, man, I got a a strong take on this. Um, I mean, obviously we can't disrespect what the Grizzlies have done all year. And how, like, like you said, how momentum carries into the playoffs. I, th- I do think they will win the series, but I won't be surprised if it's a tough series. With that being said, like, they both two young teams, um, looking to prove something. I mean, both two like energy type of teams too. Like you got Patrick Beverly on there, who's an energy monster, and um, I think it's gonna just be a physical playoff matchup. And I don't think it's gonna be a cakewalk that everybody thinks it's gonna be, especially when you got a young buck like Anthony Edwards who. He wanted just as much as John and all of them, so I think it's going to be a tough series. But I got a, uh, I got the Grizzlies taking it in seven. The Grizzlies in seven. In seven. Huh? You really or think, six? You really think Ant is going to push him that far? I think they. I I don't. It's going to take more than Ant. I think Car Anthony Towns can't. He definitely can't come out and play seven like points. A, yeah, he can't come out and play like how he did in the playing game. <laughs> He was but smiling he, after them. Yeah, he can't he can't come out playing like that. But I think he's gonna step it up. And I think if he does, and he could give, you know, the bigs down there a challenge from Memphis like Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, you know, Steven Adams. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a tough matchup if uh if Cat comes out and play like how he's supposed to. And then of course we got 
Toronto and Philly, the rematch. I'm just saying, on the record, Toronto is winning this series. Wow. I do not. And Beads, the fraud in the playoffs. That the we, fraud? Uh, James Harden. I mean, rumors are, is, I don't know, Kevin Durant was trash-talking him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, James Harden's kind of James Harden is a fraud in the playoffs. MB puts up good numbers, but just hasn't been able to get it done. The process is failure. I don't know. Toronto's just one of those gritty teams that just doesn't go away. You look at the record; they're only three games difference between Philadelphia and the regular season, so not that much of a a gap there. That's hard to say because on Toronto, I mean, they, they don't have Kyle out like that. None of their franchise cornerstones are there anymore. They got Van Fleet over there. They got Van Fleet. He is the franchise cornerstone now. Mini Drake. So Siakam. So the Siakam, and then they have Ananobi, right? He's still on the team. So they got some pieces over there. So they still got those pieces. They just don't go away, man. I mean, every year they want to count out Toronto. They just do not go away. I think that they beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia. They get to playoff time. I'm taking Toronto in five. In five, wow. Um, I'd have to disagree with that one, man. <laughs> I mean, Philly. I, I I I do think it'll be a tough series because the Raptors. I mean, like you said, they already got some pieces over there that's been with each other, and and they've they've been through the ringer together. I mean, they got a championship. I mean, they did have Kawhi, but they still got there and got a championship. But um, that's besides the point. I feel like Philly, like. The way Embiid's been playing, you're not going to be able to stop that. I mean, they're going to be able to neutralize it because they're going to double team him. Yeah. But I think James Harden got too much pressure going on for him to choke right now, man. I mean, mm-hmm. like, it is, like he has to – the chips are, like, all in right now. He forced his way out of Houston, and then now he forced his way out of Brooklyn, and you're supposed to be where you want, want to be now, and it's like you got to show up. And I don't think he understands that Philly isn't a crowd that you want to upset. They will hate you forever and yeah. dang near come on the court and fight you. But um, with that being said, I think since all the pressure is on him, I think Embiid's going to come through and have a great series. And I think Harden's going to sh- finally show up this season too and give them what they need to get to the next round. So I'm going to take Philly and I'm take him to seven. It's going to go to the oh, wire. Oh, you think it's going to go to the wire? It's going to the wire. Uh, let's get to, I know you, you want to talk about Golden State a little bit. Denver, Golden State, (laughs) listen, as much as I hate our Golden State, if they lose to Denver, (laughs) I'd be kind of shocked. Well, with the way the end of their season went, I would be shocked, but I'd just be shocked. It's just them losing to Denver just doesn't sit like... Like if I want Golden State to lose, like I wanted them to lose, I want them to lose to something that's actually like worthy to be losing to. Like there's just something about Nikola Jokic that just doesn't seem like Denver. It's just Denver. Every time they come around, every year in the playoffs, they are a good team. But I, it's so, they are just one of those teams. It is so hard to envision them having any sort of success. Like Denver winning an NBA championship just doesn't like, like any type of playoff success, but yet every year they upset everyone. They came back, what, 3-1 against the Clippers that one? They did. Uh, they then they did. beat the Mavs. Like, they did. You know what the difference was in those years, though? They had Jamal Murray. But he, is he coming back this year, or he uh, not playing? I don't know. I don't think he's playing, if I'm not mistaken. See, so. And then, oh, go ahead, finish. Go ahead and finish. What you well, saying. I mean, there's just not, 
But I mean, the Warriors aren't healthy either. Steph is uncertain for Game One. <laughs> I don't know, but that's all we need to. Even if he's out, I'm, I'm gonna go. Let, go ahead and finish your take, cause I'm, I'm gonna go off on this one. Clay a little shaky, but ended the season on a hot note. Draymond needs to be Draymond. Okay, I'm actually gonna go. Golden State in seven. Oh, I thought you were about in seven. Wow. I just think there's too many uncertainties surrounding them for it to be like an easy cakewalk series. I think they need a little bit of time to gel back together, get healthy. So I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, though. I once again I said Denver, embarrassing loss though. And believe me, if they lose this series, <laughs> it will be hell for you. Yeah, <laughs> Look, I tell you what. Even if Steph is out game one, which I think he's gonna come back and play tomorrow, but even if he is, I think we're gonna be all right because you know why? We got the most improved player of the year on our team, Jordan Poole. And if he's not the most improved player of the year, he should be. And that's yeah. But I mean, seriously though, I mean, Kurt, when all when Curry, Clay, and Draymond are playing together in the playoffs, they're sixteen and zero. Like when they start when they start the players to playoffs together, sixteen and zero. So with that being said, I mean, the the history speaks for itself. And like you just said, Clay's coming on a roll. You got Jordan Poole coming in. Only player I'm scared about, man, is that guy Andrew Wiggins. And let me tell you why. I mean, we had a similar player like him in the uh, 2016-17 season in Harrison Barnes, and that's kind of what he's been looking like towards the end of the year. From my understanding, I mean, some games he hits and he's great, a great defensive player every game. Mm-hmm. But sometimes on offense he shows up like we've seen in the first half of the season, and sometimes he don't, like we've been seeing pretty much the, the whole second half of the season. So, I mean, I really think he needs to show up, um, not for this series as much, I think, because I think Jordan Poole and um, Clay Thompson, who's been here before, Draymond, who's been here before, and when Steph comes back, they've They've all been here, so they're going to lead the way for the young guys that haven't. So I think we're going to win this series, and uh, I think we're going to win it five, man. Five? Yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of Jokic. MVP, I mean, but, I mean, just light work, back-to-back MVPs for him. Yeah. Okay, so we have – we have – okay, Phoenix is still undecided who they're playing. Miami's still undecided, so – we can recap that next episode. Do we really even need to talk about Milwaukee and Chicago? <laughs> Bro, uh, Chicago. Gonna sweep Chicago yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Chicago <laughs> for Chicago without Lonzo Ball. It just they fought valiantly yeah, this year. They had Let's a great give year. credit to them. They fought valiantly, made it to the playoffs. Congratulations, your Chicago Bulls. Michael Jordan would be proud. No, he wouldn't. Maybe not, unless they won a championship. Right. So, now, breaking down a little further, I just want a short list from you. Whose legacy is most on the line? Whose legacy? Wow. This NBA playoffs. Whose legacy is most on the line? You can rank it from, like, one through five. Or you can give give a list of three, but... Who's like who needs, or we can phrase it this way: Who needs to win a championship the most to improve their legacy? Uh, who needs to win the championship the most? That's a hard one. Um, 
definitely at the top of that list, you got to put CP3 up there. Um, he's done pretty much everything else. I mean, his legacy's solidified, but the one thing that he doesn't have on the resume right now is that championship. And I think last year he got so close, mm-hmm. but um, this year it's like all or nothing, I feel like. I mean, DeAndre Aiden, they're going to have to figure something out with him next year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just I think he's he, he definitely has the most pressure when it comes to legacy because he's the one that really needs the ring. To me, I feel like to – Say he's done it all. Two on that list, I'm gonna put James Harden. <laughs> but just because, like I said, he's forced his way out so many to, in, in two back to back years, yeah. and now it's like, all right, it's on you. You got to show up and show out and show what you can do, and uh, show that you can show up in the playoffs, which he hasn't done. I mean, pretty much for his whole career. And third, I would have to say, I mean, we didn't really talk. We haven't talked about him that much, but Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Yeah. Every year they're a top dog in the East. Um, this year they're the first seed. They pretty much ran through the regular season, and, but I mean, towards the latter end of the season they started having a little, uh, you know, started falling off a little bit. But um, I think he's got to get one, man. I mean, it got close, and mm-hmm. it's like you got your team in there, you got all the pieces over there in, in Miami, but I think it's time for him to get that, get that, get that gold. But, um, yeah, those are my top three. What about you? Top three. One, James Harden. I mean, right now, he just I, – I don't even know what – great score, but when they really also break that down, he's nothing more than a great free throw shooter. I mean – That's a bold statement. But. It's a bold statement, but look at if he don't have the the volume of free throws, he needs to shoot a game, his points per game would be way lower. He needs to prove himself. He's had no playoff success. Number 2, I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I really think and Kyrie, I mean, I and, feel like you can put them both in that. Yeah, you can put them both together because they both force also forced them their way out. Went Kevin Durant won two rings, but he's never proven he could actually lead a team to a ring. He was more of a co-leader with Steph Curry in order, but the Warriors didn't really like. He just provided like the surety that they were gonna win mm-hmm. the ring. The Warriors probably could have done it without him. Yeah. So I'm glad you went on record for saying that. So, you, you can never go back on that. So Kevin Durant needs to prove he can lead a team to a ring. Kyrie also needs to prove. He could lead his team to a ring. Three, I'm probably also going to go Jimmy Butler. He's in a different class. Like, we call him a superstar, but he's like, he's like a tier two. Like, he's not. I wouldn't say that. He's not an explosive scorer. Like, the, like. But he's still going to give you dub. He, he's, he's going to give us. He's like a Kawhi. Yeah, he is. I mean, I Uh, think Kawhi's progressed into a better scorer. He's like a poor man's Kawhi. Kawhi didn't become the scorer that he was until like the last three years. Otherwise, you would have put him in the same. Him and Jimmy Butler were the same player. Defense first, but they could give you a bucket. But now Kawhi, I feel like he's laid off. Like you, even you've seen like in the most recent years, like with the Clippers, mm-hmm. he's more of a scorer and a, um, anchor on offense. And I think than a defensive presence to yeah. me. Um, which you have to do if you're going to be an elite scorer. I don't think you can be a, a, a good defender, but I don't know if you can be a great defender because it takes so much effort on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. But um, 
last question before we get out of here. I don't know if you watched the Stephon uh, Curry, I mean, Draymond Green podcast when he uh, interviewed Stephen Curry, but he said that uh, the 2016 and 17 Warriors, 73 and 9, was, was the, the best, best team, team of all time. Of all time. Do you discounter that? And if so, or yes, if so, who do you think would have beat them? Seventy-two and nine has a better ring to it. Seventy-two and ten. Seventy-two and ten has a better ring to it. You think they could have beat that team? Yes. The I Bulls. Know. I don't know. The man. Bulls. Dennis Rodman would put Draymond Green in the blender all know, night man. long. See, but which era are we playing in? What do you mean? We're playing in. We're just playing basketball. Nah, it, it counts though because it if doesn't. they're in this era, they can't be as physical it, as they were. It doesn't. We're just playing if, basketball. If they're in this era, no, you can't be all touchy, no, grabby, no, and and holding on no, to Steph, we, we mean and he that. can just run we, around the court like no, he do we now. We on the playground and though. Just, That's and the just thing. knock it down. That's the thing. We meet on the playground, so we. Go have a, a Scott Foster out oh, so there blowing a, the whistle all night. Game, oh, okay. Yeah, so so we just playing basketball. It's just whoever go. Who's gonna guard Steph? Who they had? They had Ron Harper, right? <laughs> and that's the wrap. <laughs> no, folks. no, wait, wait, wait. We have one more. <laughs> we have one more. One more small segment that I wanted to hit uh, on. All right, I'll, I'll hear you out, man. One more you small segment. Me, I just want to have a small conversation. Small conversation on, it is Jackie Robinson Day, 75 years since he made his Major League debut. I just want to have a small, well, one, it deserves to be mentioned, first of all. Uh, Not only what he means to the game of baseball, uh, but what he means to black athletes uh, across every sport and the barriers that he broke. And, um, I mean, it's just, I mean, we're not... I think right now in sports, we're still not in a place where we can confidently say that black athletes are treated relatively the same as uh, non-black athletes. But I think um, the courage that he displayed 75 years ago at a time where he was not, even though he made his debut, he was not accepted on the field, um, I think is... Truly, every time we get this time of the year to come around and this day comes around, I think it's truly um, worth just taking a moment and admiring what he did and what he means to, um, you know, black athletes across the globe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like you said, I mean, the impact he's he's made, you can't really describe it because, I mean, like you said, he's opened the door for um, – black athletes i mean across the world um the impact he made being the first to you know take everything that came with being a black athlete on a major scale i mean that in itself is just a testament to how strong of a man he was and how how courageous he was because i mean you can't just put anybody in those shoes i mean being the first that it comes a lot with that i mean from the hate the the um the anger the the racism everything that was in that i mean you can't um, you can't really describe it, man, because it was just so powerful in what he did. And I mean, I think you see it, and um, you still see it today in today's game. Where I mean, they used to have that phrase "shut up and shut up and dribble." And, yeah. I mean, you had all the black athletes, you know, coming out um, at that time with their own way of showing their expressions of um, 
you know, just leadership and, and courage. And uh, I think that's all a tribute to just Jackie Robinson and what he's done, you know, as a being the first black athlete to ever to ever do it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's huge. I mean, when you just when you just look back at at everything, I think uh, he went through and um, and then everything that, you know, he became and then he didn't even you know i was reading you know a few stories you know he didn't even want all this like the, the whole number retiring and uh, all that he he didn't even really want all that right. um but it's just you know it it's it should be celebrated it needs to be celebrated um and for us to just take a look back and realize some of the things that wouldn't be possible if not for and, and anytime you talk about, um, you know, we've talked about already what certain, you know, black figures in sports means to certain things on this podcast before. But when you really just, uh, I know I'm going on a little tangent, but when you're really just talking about the first black person in anything that breaks through in something, right. that person always has to bear the most amount of troubles, pain trauma whatever right. so that everyone could come after so you have jackie robinson in the mlb uh, i'm sure there was somebody in the mlb there's uh, i mean the N- in the nba there was somebody in the nfl mm-hmm. uh, in in all sports worldwide still today black people go through trauma uh black athletes in sports because you see you see how they're treated you see how serena williams is treated in tennis right. you see you see how uh, you know, in the NFL, when black athletes have mental health struggles, you see how they're treated compared to. So, you know, when you just when you have these athletes that break through and really just bear that initial pain so that progress can be made. That's incredible. So thank you, Jackie Robinson. We're going to wrap it up with that. I hope you all join us next week. We'll be back early in the week the Celtics should be up 1-0 on the Nets by the time we return and uh, they should be on their way to the sweep of the Nets so Brandon and I will catch y'all later see you later man have a great weekend y'all